At the beginning of a new year, many Christians are thinking about how they're going to read the Bible in this new year. Perhaps in the past you have tried a Bible reading plan that starts on January 1st and tries to get you all the way through the Bible by December 31st of that year. Or perhaps you're new to the whole idea of Bible reading plans and you, you're hearing people talk about them and you're wondering what they are and what they what they're for and how you choose a good one. Perhaps you've tried Bible reading plans in the past and they just never seem to work for you. You always feel like you fail or you end up falling short or whatever. Well, what I want to do is help you and encourage you and perhaps give you some uh, direction on how to use a Bible reading plan in a way that will serve you, in a way that will help you uh, read the Bible uh, more consistently, more faithfully. Not necessarily faster, right, but more consistently. So uh, a Bible reading plan, if, there, if that's not uh, a term that's familiar to you, a Bible reading plan is just what it sounds like. It's a plan to help you read through the Bible, whether that's a portion of the Bible, like through the New Testament, or whether that means reading through the whole Bible. There are even some plans that will take you through parts of the Bible more than once uh, in the span of a year, if that's the kind of plan that you choose. Uh, again, maybe you've tried, though, using a Bible reading plan in the past, and it didn't work out well for you. It wasn't helpful. You ended up frustrated or perhaps feeling guilty because you missed uh, some of the readings that you were supposed to do for certain days, and you're wondering what you can do differently this time. Well, first let's start off with why we would want a Bible reading plan in the first place. Why would we want to devote ourselves, commit ourselves to reading the Bible faithfully in the new year? Well, there are several reasons. I just want to give you a few um, from the Bible. One of those is we want to be blessed. We want to be the kind of person who is blessed. And here's what Psalm 1 says about the blessed man. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That's the kind of person you and I want to be. We want to be blessed. We want to be the kind of person then that meditates on God's word day and night. And that just means you're thinking on it. You're mulling it over consistently, right? And so that's the kind of person we want to be. And uh, a Bible reading plan can help us become that kind of person who's meditating on the Word of God day and night, that's, that's thinking about Scripture consistently. Jesus says we need the Bible, right? In Matthew 4.4, when he's uh, encountering the uh, temptations that Satan is throwing at him, and uh, Satan in this instance tempts him to turn stones into bread because Jesus is hungry, because he's been fasting, and Jesus answers, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, our life is not just physical, sustained by physical food, right? We also have spiritual life, right? And we need to be nourished or fed spiritually, and that happens through God's word. We need not just bread, we need the word of God. That's part of how we live right, is by taking in every word that comes from the mouth of God. That means taking in what the Bible says, right? Because 
The third reason why we want to commit ourselves to reading the Bible is because when the Bible speaks, God speaks. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. So Jesus says we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says that every word of Scripture comes from the mouth of God. That's what the Bible is. It's God-breathed. It's inspired by God. It's God's own words. And so when the Bible speaks, God speaks. When we open the Bible to read it or listen to it or study it, we are hearing God speak to us. And then the fourth reason why we want to uh, commit ourselves to reading the Bible is because God's word lasts more than anything else, right? More than any human words, God's word is permanent. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. We want to give ourselves to things that will last, to things that are enduring, to things that are permanent, right? And that means giving ourselves to God and to his word. God himself is eternal, right? And his word doesn't pass away. His word is permanent and enduring. So for all those reasons and more that the Bible could give us, if we wanted to go through all the verses in the Bible that talk about the importance of the Bible, we want to commit ourselves to reading the Bible, to listening to the Bible, to studying the Bible, to meditating on the Bible. So how does a Bible reading plan help us do that? Well, you don't have to have a Bible reading plan, of course, but a Bible reading plan will probably help you be more consistent in your Bible reading. So you you can pick up the Bible every morning and turn to a different passage with no plan and read God's Word and benefit from it. You don't have to have a plan, right? But a plan can help us be disciplined, can help us be consistent, can help us read parts of the Bible we might not uh, naturally turn to if we're just kind of turning to a different passage every day. Uh, Perhaps for you, uh, a plan feels too restrictive, too constraining, and you'd rather not have a plan. That's perfectly fine. The main thing is, are we getting into God's Word on a regular basis? Are we daily you know, day and night meditating on God's word. That's the goal. If a Bible reading plan helps you get there, great. If a Bible reading plan gets in the way of you doing that, don't let it get in the way. Don't use it. But for most of us, I suspect, a Bible reading plan will help us be more consistent and read more of the Bible than we would on our own. So for that reason, a Bible reading plan can be helpful. Right? Uh, maybe you're like me, and if you don't have a plan for what to read next, then instead of opening your Bible and reading the next passage and whatever you're reading through at the time, you might kind of feel lost. Maybe you flip around for a little bit or kind of open your Bible somewhere. You just, you don't, you're not committed. You're not, you know, devoted to a particular, to going to a particular spot, and so you don't end up going anywhere. That's not what we want. We don't want to waste the precious moments that we have each day to read the Bible on feeling aimless and wandering around. We want to know where to go next and what we're going to read so that we can use that time wisely. And that's one of the things a Bible reading plan can help you with is just removing the need to make a decision every day about what you're going to read, but telling you here's what's next, right? Now, um, when it comes to 
choosing different Bible reading plans. Again, there are all kinds of plans. You search Bible reading plan online, you come up with uh, more probably than you would have thought uh, are out there. But here's one principle I want you to keep in mind whenever you're thinking about a Bible reading plan or choosing a particular Bible reading plan, and that's this. The plan you stick with is better than the plan you quit. Uh, and, and here's what I mean by that. You can encounter, let's say, a very ambitious Bible reading plan. It's going to take you not just through the Bible in a year, but some parts of the Bible even more than once in a year. And you think, wow, that sounds amazing. That's what I want to do. And you're going to read four chapters a day, and it's going to be fantastic. Well, if you adopt that Bible reading plan and you're able to follow through with it, that is wonderful. That is fantastic. But perhaps you've tried a plan like that before and what you've discovered is for you, you got maybe a month into that, two months into that, and you fell behind or you couldn't keep up or it was, it was overwhelming, it, it felt like too much, and before you knew it, you didn't have a plan anymore because you, you quit that one, you couldn't keep up with it or it, it was overwhelming to you or whatever, and then you didn't have a plan for months and months and months and months and months. Well, here's what's better than that. It's better to find a plan where you read less, but you read every day and you're able to keep up with it, than it is to find a plan that's going to encourage you to read more, but you're only going to be able to manage that for a short time. In other words, think about, uh, think about the story, right? The fable of the, the tortoise and the hare. Right, what's the moral of that story, right? Slow and steady wins the race. It's better to read one chapter a day all year than to read four chapters a day for a couple of months and then not read much at all after that because you don't have a direction because you quit your plan, right? So the plan you stick with is better than the plan you quit. Right, so find a plan that works for you. Find a plan that's not going to be too demanding, that's not going to be overly ambitious, uh, but that is going to work. And again, if you can read four chapters a day and you want a plan that's going to take you through all that, man, that's awesome and go for it. I don't want to talk anybody out of reading the Bible in a year or reading more than the whole Bible in a year, reading parts of it twice in a year. If you can do that, that's fantastic. But I, I want to encourage those who maybe have tried something like that and have not been able to keep up with it and felt like, you know, felt guilty or felt like a failure or somebody who says, I, I can just tell right off, that's, that's too much for me. Is something wrong with me? Is it, is, is, should I feel bad that I'm not doing that? And no, you shouldn't feel bad about that. There are all kinds of different plans and that's a good thing, right? Um, so uh, what about plans that have dates on them, right? I, I mentioned at the beginning, sometimes there's, you know, you'll have a plan that says January 1st, you read this, January 2nd, you read that, January 3rd, you read that. Again, that can be really helpful, um, but it can also be really discouraging because what, what's gonna happen? You or somebody in your family is going to get sick, or you're going to be traveling, and you're not going to be able to do your normal Bible reading, uh, or something's going to happen. Something's going to come up in your life, right? You're going to miss a day. That's just reality. Uh, most of us, there's, there's going to be a day here and there where we intended to read the Bible, but we just we never got to it because of 
whatever came up in our life. And what can happen is if you're reading a, using a plan that has dates on it, you can get really discouraged because now you start thinking, I've, I've got to catch up, I'm two days behind. Today I've got to read double what I would normally would read because I missed yesterday and I've got to catch up, I get behind. If that happens for a few days or let's say you're sick for a week or something and then you feel really behind and what can happen then is you just, you give up altogether because you don't think you can catch up um, much less keep up, right? And so uh, if that's you or you've run into that before, my encouragement to you would be just use a plan that doesn't have any dates on it. Right? It doesn't matter if you're reading Genesis 1 on January 1st or July 1st or November 22nd. It does not matter. And so having a plan so that you know what to read next can be really helpful, but having a plan that says what you read on a given day can end up being discouraging. Again, if it helps you, that's wonderful. That Go for it, right? But I, I want to encourage those who've been discouraged by those kinds of plans that that's okay. And you don't have to use plans like that. You can use a different kind of plan that doesn't have any dates on it. If you can't find a plan that doesn't have dates on it, just make your own, right? One thing you can do is just use your uh, the table of contents of your Bible as your Bible reading plan. And just pick a book of the Bible to read. And when you finish that one, check it off and then pick the next book of the Bible to read. That's another option, right? So, and whether you use a dated plan or not, here's the thing to remember. You're going to miss days here and there, most likely, right? That's just life happens and things come up where you just can't get to your Bible reading on, on certain days or, or you forget or, or whatever. And that's okay. Don't let that discourage you to the point that you end up going days and weeks without reading the Bible because you're just letting the guilt snowball and you don't feel like you can catch up. When you miss a day, that's fine. Just pick it up the next day or the day after that. Right? Don't worry about being behind. There is no behind, right? There's no, there's no schedule um, where that you have to keep up with. You know, um, just read today. Right? And then tomorrow, read that day. And then the next day, read that day. And then when you miss a day, read again the next day. Don't worry about what you missed. Right? Don't worry about falling behind. Just keep going. Right? There was um, a story I came across in a, a book I was reading about pastoral ministry. I was quoting a book um, that I've not read, but a book by this guy named uh, Nathan Foster. And he was telling a story about climbing a mountain with his, with his dad and uh, how he learned from his dad um, these, these three things about accomplishing something. For them, they were, it was climbing the mountain, but it applies to all kinds of areas of our life. Here, here's what he said. He said, pace yourself, move slowly, don't stop. Right? His point in telling the story was that his, his dad, by doing those three things, by pacing himself, by moving slowly and not stopping, actually accomplished a lot more than he did trying to move quickly and, and get up the mountain as fast as he could, which wore him out, which meant he had to take more breaks and, and so on. So apply that same thing to Bible reading. The goal is not how fast can I read the whole Bible or how much can I read every day because you might do that and then burn out, right? Or, or wear yourself out. The goal is not to read more than somebody else or faster than somebody else or whatever. The goal is consistency. The goal is at least a little bit every day. Pace yourself, he says, 
move slowly, don't stop. I love that quote, right? Let that be sort of your rhythm of Bible reading, the, uh, your sort of um, a reminder for what discipline looks like. Faithful, dis- the faithful discipline of Bible reading is just consistency, right? You'd be amazed how much Bible you can read if you'll just read a little bit every single day. Okay, uh, here's the next thing. And uh, this might sound a little uh, odd to you at first, but I, I think it can be really helpful. And that's this, read what you want to, at least for now, right? When it comes to reading the Bible, read what you want to, at least for now. Don't worry about, um, you know, what am I supposed to be reading or, you know, or whatever. Read what you, if, you, if you're thinking at the beginning of the year, you know, I'm not sure I've ever read through the whole New Testament. I really want to do that. Then do that and don't feel bad about somebody saying, well, you really ought to be reading the Old Testament. Well, of course, we ought to be reading the whole Bible, but there's nothing wrong with saying in this season right now, my goal is I want to read through the whole New Testament. Or maybe you say, I'm pretty sure I've read through the whole New Testament, but I know there are parts of the Old Testament I've never read. My goal is I want to read through the major prophets. I want to read Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Awesome. Go for that. I, does, don't worry about the things you're not reading right now because you can't read everything right now. But if there's a desire in your heart right, to read a particular part of the Bible, if, you, if you're inclined that way, that's just what's interesting you right now. I really want to read the Gospel of Matthew. I really want to read Revelation. I really want to read Genesis or Exodus or or. Yo, I want to read about David. So you go pick up 1st and 2nd Samuel. Great. Read what you want to, at least for now. The goal, of course, is to read all of it, to read all of the Bible, not just once, but to keep reading through all of the Scripture. But that doesn't mean you have to be reading, trying to read all of the Bible all of the time. You can focus on certain sections in certain seasons, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, what's good about that is you're more likely to keep going if you're picking up something that you are interested in right now. Right Now, there are going to be days when you're not interested in anything, and you just want to keep going, right? But if there is something you're interested in, go read that, right? So, uh, for me, this is really helpful for me, um, and in the past, I think what I've done is... Um, when trying to read through the Bible, I would read through it, try to read through it a book at a time, but I wouldn't necessarily read Genesis first and then Exodus and then Leviticus and then Numbers and then Deuteronomy and kind of go one after the other. I might would read Genesis and think, ah, now I want to read John. And then I read John and think, oh, maybe I want to read you know, Jonah. And then after I read Jonah, ah, maybe I want to read Romans. And it just kind of jump, whatever interested me, I'd keep up with what I was reading, right? But move to... Uh, whatever sounded the most interesting at the moment um, because then I'd be more likely to keep going, more likely to keep reading it. So read what you want to, at least for now, but then aim at reading the whole thing eventually, right? But um, pay attention to what your interest is, what you're inclined toward, and read that because you're more likely to keep going with it. Next to last thing is this, changing plans is better than quitting the plan. And what I mean by that is, if you get locked in on one plan, you think, this is it, this is the Bible reading plan, this is the one I have to do, right? And at some point, it's just not working for you anymore, and so you quit, and then you 
don't replace it with anything. Well, that's that's probably not good. It's better to say, you know what, that plan is not working for me. I'm going to change. I'm going to do something different. I was trying this one that's good. It was going to take me through the whole Old Testament. I got bogged down and I quit reading. I quit picking up my Bible because every time I thought about it, I thought, man, the last chapter I read was really hard. And so was the one before that. And so was the one before that. And it's, uh, it's getting tough, you know, and something you just don't pick it up for day after day after day after day. Okay, what's happening there? Well, you're not reading any more of the Bible, and that's not good. So forget about that plan and pick a different plan or pick a different book of the Bible or a different section of Scripture. Move on to something different. There is no one right plan, right? So don't get hung up on that. Um, if something's not working for you, make a change. Do something different. Follow a different plan. Choose a different book of the Bible or whatever. And then here's the last thing I'll say. This is a question that comes up, uh, not just with reading the Bible, uh, but probably more so comes up with um, with books. Some people will think, well, if you listen to the audio book, does that really count as reading? Yes, 100%. And that is true of the Bible as well. Maybe reading is really hard for you. Or maybe if you uh, try to read, you you fall asleep or you get distracted and you just you don't get very far. But if you listen you're able to pay attention you and you retain more. If so, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's fantastic. And so whenever I, we're talking about reading the Bible, for you, just think listening to the Bible, listening to the Bible. There, you can get audio Bibles um, and you can uh, just listen as you're driving, listen as you're working, listen uh, as you're sitting out on your porch in the morning or what, whatever. And you can listen to the Bible and um, there's, that's fantastic. In fact, if you think about it, throughout, throughout most of church history, especially before the invention of the printing press, which was only, you know, five or so hundred years ago, uh, most people didn't have a chance really to read the Bible. They were listening to the Bible because it was too expensive to own a handwritten copy of the Bible. Uh, and so a lot of people throughout the history of the church they have taken in the Bible primarily through listening and not through reading it themselves. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. So if listening works better for you, by all means, listen to the Bible. Again, the main thing is getting into God's Word consistently, or better, getting God's Word into us consistently, whether that's reading or listening or whatever. We want to be consistently taking in God's Word so that it can renew our minds and shape our hearts, transform our lives, strengthen us in the faith, uh, draw our attention back to God and uh, help us to trust Him and to walk with Him and to walk in His ways. And so I hope that this encourages you. I hope you feel the freedom right, to pursue all different kinds of Bible reading plans, whatever works for you, change plans if you need to, don't worry about dates, don't worry about falling behind, but be encouraged to pursue the discipline of faithfully getting into God's Word day after day. God bless, and I hope you have a wonderful year of reading the Bible. Amen.